the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast and bj armstrong as always with us and myself mamutsi for the show that's presented by nba 2k23 all-star weekend's almost here and then the league takes a little bit of a break after all-star weekend so during that break when there's no games on make sure you hit the link in our description to get your copy of nba 2k23 so that you can keep yourself entertained in the world of basketball but speaking of links in the description of this show you can also find the link to my new newsletter and i've just written a little yes. something about last night's game between the bucks and the celtics bj you watched that game right yeah i watched a little bit of it i watched it and then i <laughs> and i said at the end of the third quarter it has the makings for the bucks to just win because you know you know tatum and these guys weren't playing and that's exactly what happened yeah so the celtics were missing four of their best players Jason Tatum Jalen Brown Marcus Smart and Al Horford right so they basically played their bench Derek White had a great game Malcolm Brogdon had a great game and they played really well and they were actually up quite big against the Milwaukee Bucks who came into the game on a 10 game winning streak they took the Bucks to overtime and then the Bucks won down a stretch just by a couple points at the end there uh, to extend their streak to 11. But I wanted to ask you this because this is what I wrote about but I want to hear it from a player's perspective BJ and I'm sure the listeners will be interested too when you're playing in the regular season and you come up against a team that's either well you wouldn't have played against teams that were resting their stars but i guess that's the thing nowadays but if you come up against a team where they're three three of their best players all injured is that actually kind of more difficult in a weird way because you're not prepared for that you don't have the scouting report for that you're seeing players who might not get a lot of game time actually out there on the court and so it could actually sometimes be an advantage just because of how busy the regular season schedule is you don't get time to actually prepare properly for that game. You know, Mo, it, this is the transition. This reminds me when I first came into the NBA. You know, when I first came into the NBA, I thought about the star players and all the star players that my first year, I thought I was going to have a chance to play against. And what you quickly realize after about, well, for me, it happened after like two games. Everybody is really good in the NBA. Yeah. You know, they market <laughs> the star players. Yeah. And you were like thinking of all the star players and all the all-stars because you have this, you have this perception about the NBA. What you don't realize, everybody is really, really good. So as a former professional player, no, I'm these guys are really good. Like, okay, those guys might be the starter, but this is what makes basketball such a great game. You can have the best player on your team, but we can have the best team. It's unlike any other sport from a team perspective. Just because you have the best player doesn't necessarily mean you have the best team. So when you talk about all those guys missing, okay, that's great. But if we play together as a group and Mo, you, you start making shots for one game or two games. Now, if you play, that's what makes the NBA so fascinating in the playoffs because nine times out of 10, the best team normally wins because it's hard to beat someone four out of seven games. Mm -hmm. But for one game, Mo, any given night, when you throw in travel, when you throw in, you know, well, I had a, a guy's not shooting well. Anyone and everyone's capable of winning in this league. That's what you learn to respect. That's called a professional. So for our listeners, you got to respect the game. When you find out someone isn't playing, 
then that's an opportunity for someone else to step up and show and the coach and the team why he deserves to play. So no, I don't when guys were missing, I I didn't I didn't care because everyone is really, really good. And that's the theme mode that's always shocking to people because you you start looking at names, you look at stats, and you look at and your mind says, well, you took 20 or whatever, Jason Tatum's averaging 28 points out of the game. They have no chance. And the guys are sitting on the bench going, wait a minute. I don't have to pass him the ball now. I don't have to set screens for him. I actually can do that. And then that's what's happening. Man, it was an interesting game to watch. It was, it was a fun game to watch. And obviously, you know, for the Milwaukee Bucks, they were, some of their fans were talking about, oh, the Celtics are ducking smoke. Tatum doesn't want to play. And these guys were avoiding us. The funny thing about that is the Milwaukee Bucks were actually the team who purposely avoided the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs last year, only for the Celtics to come and sweep them. And Jason Tatum has played like, I don't know the exact number, but Tatum has played like 500 more minutes than anyone on the Bucks roster this season. Jason Tatum right. doesn't do the load management that a lot of guys do. He missed one game, I think, for his son's birthday party. Fair enough. That's a memory you're not going to get back. So I'm not mad at it. I think Bucks fans were talking reckless before the game and they got quickly humbled. But in Eastern Conference Finals between these two squads, it's going to be absolutely amazing. But, you know, one thing that I saw this week that really intrigued me. We talked about a Super Bowl last weekend, but the Super Bowl had 113 million viewers, right? Mm, yep. That is more viewers than all six games of the 2022 NBA Finals combined, which was 87 million. Now, for me, I watched the Super Bowl and I don't watch NFL because it's like a cultural thing, like the halftime performance, uh, my brother actually hit me up and he goes, yo, are you going to watch a Super Bowl? I said, bro, you don't like like NFL. You're not really into that kind of stuff. What are you talking about Super Bowl? He goes, yeah, but Marvel are doing a new trailer for one of their movies during the Super Bowl. So I want to watch it. And it was hilarious because he came to watch it, right? <laughs> BJ, we live in the UK, right? I know. I, I, I'm listening to this. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. I was just thinking. <laughs> so he's come to watch the game. And after the first commercial break, he goes, where's the American adverts? And I said to him, my brother, we live in the UK. You're not getting the adverts you tuned in for. <laughs> but the, the NFL have done a great job of commercially making the Super Bowl a, you know, a huge spectacle. Do you think, in a hypothetical world, because I love the seven-game series. I don't think there's anything better than a series where teams can make adjustments. It's like a chess match. But if the NBA Finals was a one-off game like the Super Bowl, do you think that they would increase the viewership with more stakes on the line and, you know, one halftime performer that could be huge coming to do that? What do you think about that idea? I don't think the you know, what, what makes the NBA, the NBA game, unlike FIBA, unlike the NCAA, unlike any other game in the world, it's, it's so pure. It's pure, like the best team. We will actually know the best team, not the best team for one game, for two games. We actually will know the best team and the best player, players, the best player. All these things will happen because you're playing so many games and you actually have to, your talent, your will, the, the way you play, you have to incorporate the best player well, the, the, the thing that makes the NBA game so pure to me, other than a one-game tournament, 
the best player actually has to be the best player, first of all. And that best player actually has to incorporate himself into the team concept in order for that team to win. If you just play one off, you know, a role player could have a big game. Yeah. And then now, and, and then Grant that Williams role finals MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just think about it. Grant Williams had a 30 something point game in, in, in the game Milwaukee seven. Series. Yeah, game seven. So Grant Williams for one game now is people would, have to say like he's the best player in the be world. Mad. He's I better be than mad. Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Jason Tatum for I mean Grant Williams, right? For one game, he was the best player on the floor, and th- th- that's great for that that type of basketball in that game. However, can he be the best player on the best team for seven games? That, to me, makes the game way more fascinating. But to answer your question, you know, we have a game like that. That's called the NCAA tournament, (laughs) okay? That's what makes the tournament so exciting for people who just, you know, you're going to watch one game and you'll play and these guys play hard. And for one game, anything is possible. Upset, we love upsets, right? We love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the underdog. And that's fun. But if you are a true basketball enthusiast and you love the game, you love the adjustments, you love the coaching, you love all of the things that happen within the game, the players will figure each other out. They know each other's plays. Nothing gets better than the NBA in the playoffs. Nothing. Nothing is better than that because it's so pure. You have to impose your will Mm -hmm. on the course of a series. No, not the course of a game, Mo not a quarter, not a half mm. for an entire series. Just talking about it, I get excited because you're saying, mm-hmm. okay, Mo knows that I'm going to show up and he's got to beat me four times and I got to beat him four times. The Mo, that's a whole different mentality. I love it. I think, and, and, and I think it is shown, I think the people love it who are true basketball fans. You know, that's, that's the core audience in the end. That's why the playoffs to be, they're the best. I mean, you want to know who the best player and the best team, they always show up in the playoffs. Well, speaking of that, BJ, it's the all-star break coming up and it's going to be the home stretch of the regular season and then the playoffs are going to be here before we know it. If you could pick your dream NBA finals, which two teams would you want to see at this stage in the NBA finals? Okay. You know, you know, this season, you know, and and you you can't say Detroit. Yeah, no, no. Well, okay, all right. Okay, all right. I won't say that. But, you know, I will say this, though, Mo. It's funny. I was just talking about that. I was just talking about, like, what would be my dream finals? And I was looking at it last night, and I was talking to, actually, some clients, and we were talking about, you know, I was like, I always like to go into All-Star. Like, who's the best team now? Now, We've played enough games to where now it's not like who we think the best team is. Everyone's roster is set. Who's the best team? And it was a consensus with the players that they think Phoenix. That's big. I will say this. I will say this. DeAndre Ayton's play has picked up significantly. Chris Paul has started looking like the old Chris Paul again. Not the, obviously this all-star Chris Paul, but he's been looking good. And now they're adding Kevin Durant to the mix. And hey, don't forget about D-Book. D-Book Oh, oh, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. So, 
my I was looking at it last night. So I, I was looking at it. I was talking to executives. I've been talking to executives all last week with the trade deadline. So, you know, now that I didn't talk to everybody and, you know, um, you know, we're, we're, everyone's back in the circle. I was like, who would who everyone's talking about Phoenix. Now I'm intrigued with KD. KD, D book, DeAndre mm-hmm. Aiden, Chris Paul. I'm I'm intrigued now. Okay, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm 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 all in. D book and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton. That's pretty good, Mo. That's pretty yep. good. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. All right, Chris Paul. Now I think I don't need him to score. Like he had like 19 assists the other day. I go, you know what? At his age, as a facilitator, if he has to facilitate and score, maybe not. But if he just as a facilitator. Because those three guys can score enough points. This is what I spoke about in, and, in my article that I wrote on my newsletter. It's Chris Paul's job has just become a whole lot easier. Add to the fact, defenders can't help off. Chris Paul and John Drayton's lives have become so much easier because it's not just Devin Booker team's got to worry about. Kevin Durant also on the other wing that they got to worry and, about. And you can't double team D-Book now. No. So D-Book doesn't have to worry. So I'm like, okay. So if, if I dream, my dream would be Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. That would be my that would be my dream match. I I mean I I, w- I want to see KD and Giannis. I want to see Middleton D book. I want to see Brooke Lopez Aiden. I want to see uh um like what's the guard from uh uh from Milwaukee um True Holiday. Drew Holiday, Chris Paul. I just think it's a good. I think yep. to me that would be a nice. That would be. I would settle in for that one and say, okay. Yep. We know it's going six. It's probably going to go seven. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to see greatness. There's going to be a great moment. Giannis and KD and KD get revenge for that series in Brooklyn when his foot was on the and, line. And, 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 and you know what I mean? It, it's going to be a great moment in there. I don't, you know, it may not be a great series because you can't say, you know, can't say, hey, we're going to have seven great games. But you know greatness is going to come out somewhere in there. So I think for me, that would be a phenomenal matchup, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, I, I would love to see, because the Celtics have been the best team all year. So I would, you know, and if the Celtics and the Suns came out, you know, that, that would be great. But it's kind of a, everyone kind of said it without even seeing KD play. Yeah. Everyone because you, you know, of, you know, Kevin Durant is the most malleable player. Like he could fit in, in any team in the NBA and go out and give you 30. Right. You could put him anywhere. So that was my first thought as well. A little Buck Suns rematch. But obviously, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm going to be biased. The Celtics in the final against the Los Angeles Lakers. If the Lakers can turn their season Whoa. around, no, 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 Whoa. let me land, Whoa. let me land, let me land. <laughs> if they can turn their season around, win the play-in, and somehow get to the finals, it will be a true Cinderella story only for Jason Tatum to crush them in the finals. That would be... My dream scenario for them to get so close and then to get crushed at the last minute. I think that'd be fantastic. I also well, think <laughs> I, I also think because the Warriors, although they're not high in the standings, the Warriors, we know if they just put it together in time and everyone's healthy, they could be back in the finals. A Warriors Celtics finals or a Warriors Bucks finals would be simply sublime. I'm looking at the standings. You made me look at the standings, Mo. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the Warriors are currently in the 13th place. I, listen, it, think about how close though. How many games behind are they? Behind the what, the eighth place? They're, they're, they're one out. and a half games behind the sixth seed. One and a half games behind. No. They're two games behind the fifth no. seed. Yes, they are. Well, the Dallas Mavericks are six currently, or the standings I'm looking at at 31 and 28. Mm-hmm. And the and the Lakers are 26 and 32, and they're... I'm talking about so the Warriors. I'm talking about the Warriors. Oh, you're talking about the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking at the Lakers. Um, You know, I, I watched the Warriors last night. Since we we're talking about the Warriors. Oh, let's, Kawhi, let's Kawhi went quick. crazy. Okay, I watched the Warriors last night. The Warriors are cr- currently a 500 team. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're a 500 team, Mo, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, you, you know, at any given moment, somebody on your team could get hot. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and when Steph Curry returns. So, you, you know, they have all, you, when you're a 500 team, I'm just tell you the mentality about, when you're a 500 team, you know, you can do something in this league. Like when you play a 500 team, you're going, okay, we just can't let, both Steph and Clay go nuts. Yeah. Okay. But there's also there's always that one thing that's missing. But and for this team now, that but is defensively. And to me, defensively, what the problem is, Mo, they don't have enough defensive players. Who are who will do the following? One, they don't have any rim protection at all. Like Mo at all. Kavar Looney and Draymond, as far as rim protection. They didn't last year. They did they didn't last year. They didn't last year. However, I think the difference last year was they had Gary Payton. They got and him back. And Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins' presence on the defensive end really filled in nicely in the absence of a Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on one hand, you get Clay back, but Andrew Wiggins hasn't been healthy. I mean, he's played in this, you know, significant amount of games. I don't know how many games he's played. You maybe you could look it up when I'm talking here. But Andrew Wiggins' presence, along with Along with uh, um, what's the kid they had last year? He, I think he went to the uh, he went to um, Jermichael Green. To the, no, not Jermichael Green. sir. They had Bill but no, not him. Um, you know who Mo? He was shooting threes from last year's team. If you tell me, he stepped in. He he was a really nice role player for the the roster. Real quick. You say you well, say the six eight, the Warriors. Uh, what was his name last year? <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Otto Porter, Jamichael Green. No, no. Otto Porter, Gary Payton. Those guys were really, really good on the defensive end. So when you substitute, if you don't have rim protection, you have to be able to defend and match up. Because you can't, now Gary Payton and Otto Porter and those guys 
They replaced Otto Porter with Jermichael Green, who I think is great. However, Otto Porter had some games there in the playoffs. Remember that big game he had, I believe, last year on Christmas versus the Phoenix Suns? Mm -hmm. I think the guy had like 25, 30 points when the Warriors came out. And remember, defensively, they did something that everyone was talking about for a couple of days. They put Draymond Green on Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have the same defensive flexibility. So you have to do two things in the NBA to be an exceptional defensive team. You have to have great rim protection, a la this year the Cleveland Cavaliers or your Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, all of those teams, or you have to be able to defend the three-point line on the defend on the um, on the perimeter. I don't think the Warriors are doing either one of those above average this year. Oh, that's understandable. It, 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 it is understandable. Now they can score. Mo, their problem is not scoring. They can score. However, defensively, we keep saying when, you know, I heard last night after the game, I listened, actually, I listened to the press conference. They were talking about championship layover. Well, you know, Mo, they're like 60 games in now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's no layover. This is what it is now. Okay. So, I would hope, Mo, just for the drama of it that they get in. But, Mo, if they lose two or three games, they could easily be out. Yep. And that's where it's at. Everyone is bunched up there in the West here. And, you know, they they just traded Wiseman. They got Gary Payton back. Okay. Which clearly, defensively, he 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 makes a difference for them. I thought he made a difference against the, I mean, against the, the Celtics last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his, I mean, he plays so big for his size. And if you can guard the perimeter, if you don't have shot, if you don't have rim protection, now you have a chance, but you got to do one or the other. I mean, Mo, that's the name of the game. Now in today's game, you have to guard the three point line because mm-hmm. now if the team starts hitting threes, you're at a disadvantage and you don't make threes. And if a team drives you to the basket and you can't protect the rim, you're going to be in trouble. By the way, that trade for the for the Minnesota Timberwolves. For Mike Conley? I don't know what Mike Conley knows or what he... Well, it's addition by subtraction. Versus- it's, it's, it's addition by subtraction, right? So DeAndre Russell needs yeah. the ball a lot, whereas Mike Conley, he has the ball in his hands and can distribute, but he is happy to take a lesser role, given that he's a lot older now. And he has the comfortability of playing alongside Rudy Gobert for years in Utah. So I think those factors and his veteran experience and the fact that DeAndre Russell needs a new contract, so he might be trying to trying to make plays for himself yeah, I, I, rather than I, I, teammates. When I, when I said that, you know, I'm just telling you, I, I saw Rudy the other night. It, it was like somebody gave Rudy some, like, well, like, we said I it. don't know. Like, we said it. Like, the, the Timberwolves thing isn't meant for this season. It's they're going to move D'Angelo, which they've done. And I suspect that Carl Anthony Towns, if he was healthy, might even Probably be on the move right. too, because you got to have a team that's built around Anthony Edwards right. as your main star, right. yeah. Rudy Gobert, and you're basically building the Utah Jazz instead of Donovan Mitchell, you've got Anthony Edwards. But if you can put better pieces around them, 
especially defensively and not just purely rely on Rudy because Andy Edwards is a far superior defender to Donovan Mitchell. If the rest of your roster can also have superior defenders, then you have something. But I think that's maybe a project for next season or the season after because Andy Edwards is still yeah. so young. Like we talk about him making a leap. He's already pretty much made that leap. If you look at what he's been doing over the yeah, last couple yeah, he, months, he, he, he's special. Hey, he is, you know what? I, I'm all in on Ant-Man. I'm all, I, I, you don't have to convince me anymore about him. He is a star player. Offensively, he is a load, okay? He is a problem, <laughs> all right? Mm -hmm. He gets to the basket. He shoots to three. He can play one-on-one. Screen roll, plays in transition. I mean, he is, you're, I'm looking at a player going, okay, this kid has a lot of offensive potential, Mo. I mean, Mo, he's just touching the surface of what he could be in this league, mm -hmm. okay? I mean, as good as he is right now, Mo, he could be so much better, okay? And 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 he's a dominating player right now. I like them, but that, that's my little take on the Warriors. Um, getting back to the Warriors. They are a 500 team now. They are who they are. However, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them this. They have a puncher's chance anytime Steph Curry's on the floor. Yeah, that's and, a fact. And, 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 and the one thing I will never disrespect with the Warriors or anyone who was able to win that final game of the season. You know, you know, I think it was Rudy T who just said, you can't underestimate the heart of a champion. Those that's guys nice. are champions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So out of respect to what they've done, I'm going to give them a, a puncher's chance. However, right now, like we've seen so many times, you got them up against the ropes, Mo, but we, no one's knocked them out yet. Mm -hmm. And no one's knocked them out, them out yet. Out. You can't count them no, out till I'm not, out. I'm not going to count them out. But it's certainly now, Mo, in about the seventh round of a 12-round fight, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, you never know. They, they might carry the spirit of Tyson Fury, and even if they get knocked down, they could get right yes. back up. So we're going to yeah, see. Exactly. We're going to see. Let us know right. in the Discord server who you think is going to be in the NBA Finals. The link is in the description of this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more, a little preview of the rest of All-Star Weekend. Yesterday, we talked about the dunk contest, three-point contest, etc. If you missed that, go back and check that out. But until tomorrow, my good people, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, and most importantly, get buckets.